0: Brothers and sisters, yes. welcome. welcome to this morning's devotion. And our speaker is Mr. Amen Kansime, and the theme is Walk Before Darkness Overtakes You. And it is from John chapter 12, verse 35 to 36. Mr. Amen Kansime, you are welcome, and over to you. God bless you as you speak
1: to us. Uh, Good morning, everyone. Um, Hope you can hear me. Yes, yes, we are hearing you well. Okay, okay. Thank you, uh, Canon, for this opening prayer. It is one; it was wonderful. We bless the name of the Lord. For the day the Lord has made and indeed will continue to rejoice in it, was indeed as she was praying. There are those who wish to see, see, see this day and rejoice in it. But of course, nature could not allow them right now than the coffins. Let's pray. Our God and our Father, we give you glory. We worship you, Lord, once again. Thank you for everyone. Thank you for for uh, Canon Jory who has uh, given us this welcome prayer. Our God and our Father as as I speak, O oh God, may you be the one speaking of kings. Because this is your word, and these are the these are your people. We ask that ask that Lord will be able to, to pick that which you want us to pick, O oh Lord. In Jesus' name we have prayed and breathed. Amen. Amen. So yes, uh, I thank God for for this morning. Uh she has introduced me very well. I cannot repeat my name. And I bless the name of the Lord for the cathedral management for choosing me again uh, to speak, uh to speak to the, the congregation online. So I bless the name of the Lord. I've, as I was given a topic of which says, Walk before darkness overtakes you, taken from the Gospel of John, chapter twelve, verse thirty-five to thirty-six. Um, but you allow me, I begin it from verse 27. I'm using NKJV. Now, my soul is troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose, I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. Therefore, the people stood by and heard it said, said it that that it had it had thundered. Others said an angel has spoken to, to him. Jesus answered and said, "This voice did not come because of me, but for your sake. Now the judgment of this world, now the ruler of this world, would be cast out, and and I if. And if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all peoples to myself. This, he said, signifying by what death he would die. The people answered him, We have heard from the law that Christ remains forever. And how can you say the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? Then Jesus said to to them, A little while longer, the right is with you. Walk. Why do you why you have the right? Lest the darkness overtake you. He who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. Why do you have the right? Believe in the right that you may be that you may become sons of right. These things Jesus spoke and departed and was hidden from them. This is the word of God. So Jesus spoke these words uh when he was predicting his death on the cross he spoke to them but even when they were with even when they were with him some of them we have, we have seen in the scripture saying that this voice uh came from it is a, it is a voice of an angel so uh this what we are picking is that you can you can hear the voice of the road, and then because it came through, maybe your friend or ah, ah, this is someone talking. I remember someone was telling me this. Uh, this girl gave him. I uh, shared with with him the dream, and of course the girl was not serious in salvation. So the conclusion was like after ta- after narrating me that the dream was like, but uh, I even doubt because even, even the girl who told me the dream, she's not serious in salvation so uh, God can use anything we should not underrate the voice of the Lord you have seen that these people had Jesus with him but even when he spoke they, they reasoned with the, they used their own reasoning that this is the voice of of an angel yeah so uh, in our text we have two, two key words one is darkness and another one is, is uh, he told them yes one is darkness and another one is walk or walking so as as i was going through i thought of getting meaning for these words that actually these words that they are familiar to us but for the purpose uh for this case allow me just to throw some definitions so to walk is to mark, is to move at a regular pace and setting down each foot in in turn never having both feet on the ground at once. Uh, Then there is also this darkness. Uh, It is a partial or total absence of right. It can also mean wickedness or evil, sinfulness, uh, iniquity, immorality, uh, hair and other things. So as we walk, we must fix our eyes on Jesus. We have seen that this darkness uh, the, the other definition is partial or total absence of right but also this def, the other definition is wickedness or evil sinful or in, uh, sinful nature. So when you are when someone is walking in darkness you uh, so when someone is, is is walking in darkness, we can easily say that he's walking in sin He's walking in sin it can be sin of immorality. It can be seen of pride, it can be seen of of uh, anything you can mention. So as as we walk with Jesus, we must walk before darkness overtakes us. Yes, we must fi- fix our eyes on Jesus because he's an Alpha and Omega. In in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, it tells us that we as we as since we are surrounded we, by the great multitude, we must fix our eyes on Jesus. And also verse 5 in the same scripture of Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 5 to 6 tells us that we must must not despise discipline. When you are walking, you must not despise discipline. For example, they will tell you walk right so that you keep left, and then you keep staggering on the road, the car knocks you. So, we must keep discipline in our walking. Must keep this discipline. Yes, um, what must do in, in order to walk before darkness overtakes us? I put down some things, some few points on how on what we must do so that we walk um before darkness can overtake us. One is yeah. Uh, John chapter 12 verse 35. When you have right, when you have right, walk a straight path. Yes, when you still have right in your right, walk a straight path. For example, when you are a believer, you must walk, you must try that time. As, as a believer, I remember there, is a, there was a church minister that guy preached the gospel when he we was still young. He was passionate about the gospel. He was uh, he preached from left to right. I was a reverend. But when he retired, of course, uh, the other scripture tells us that so and so served the Lord, but he did not remove the high places. When he retired, uh, he was, he felt so, so miserable. And before we realized the guy had gone back to, to shrines, witchcraft, and other things, but I remember the, the 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 forty years or whatever he served the Lord. That guy would even whenever I would be preaching, we see the guy crying. That that guy when he was when he was still in service, he served the Lord. He served the Lord. Some people would even choose him of whatever, but he was passionate about what he was doing. To an extent, when Was at his deathbed, he requested the church, the church leadership, to be buried, uh, not be buried at home. Because he he realized that what he had done after uh, uh, during his retirement was was not straight before the Lord. So, as a sign of repentance, he even said, "Please, when I die, don't bury me. Must bury me at church. So, we must serve. We must serve the Lord. We must walk a straight path." If someone tells you, please, can you can you walk straight here? Can you be straight? Can you be straight forward in your words? Don't begin saying, ah, well, my God saved uh, 17 years ago. What are you telling me? So uh, we must walk a straight path. We must not fix ourselves with people of darkness. When you are a believer, purpose to avoid, your, purpose to avoid mixing yourself with the people of darkness, I'm not saying that we should... We should isolate from them. I'm not saying that we should stop working for them, with them or working for them. Probably there are those who are working who are with the, who are working with people who are not believers. They are immorals, They are they are drunkards. I'm not saying that we should, but never mix yourself with people of that kind. We may to work with them, but fixing but mixing yourself with them is very dangerous. So. We still meet days of darkness in our lives. Therefore, when you still have right, please let's you try that that time, because days of darkness will come. Days of darkness will come. Someone will anger you. Someone will will do something in you in your in your home, in your home, and you feel feel now you have reached at the point of just killing that person. For example, you have a a. a, 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 a an item in your wardrobe, and you are in your sideboard, and you are like, "This is it," and you even bought it at an expensive price. All of a sudden, your child or your your maid breaks it. What do you do? What do you do? That's why I'm saying that day, we still meet days of, of darkness in our lives. Therefore, we must we we we, we, we must be sure. We must we, we must be sure. We must try the time we have. We must try the time of this time of, of, of right. Because I remember one time our the first flask to, to come at home, it was a gift from church way back. It was a gift from church. The, the, the church had given it to, to mommy. And before we realized she, she was away, one of us tried to, to open it, and the vacuum flask got, got broken on return, I don't know how many times we were beaten, but the more we are beaten, the more everyone kept silent after nine, after 9 or 11 years, someone broke the silence and was like, you see the other flask that got broken? I think it was around 97. And now the was broken in two zero nine. So, but let us, we were beaten terribly because of that flask. So, May the Lord have mercy. That's why I'm saying that days of darkness, we still meet them. But as children of right, how are we conducting ourselves? Verse 35 part C. When darkness is in your life, you lose direction. So, my brother, my sister, let's be let's be sure on what we are doing. Let's be sure on how we are walking this life of, of this life of salvation. You begin to you begin to follow here says. Everyone, including false teachers, becomes your teacher. You find that you have a remote, you are seated in your sitting room. You tune from this channel to this channel, from this. So long as they are preaching, don't even mind who is this person talking. Who is this person talking? So everyone becomes your teacher. Everyone becomes your your, your apostle. Everyone becomes an apostle in your life. And because you are walking in what you are walking in darkness, so let's purpose to walk before darkness overtakes. Um, we must ask ourselves that what is this, what was Jesus' meaning when he said, walk before darkness overtakes. What is this right he was talking about? Of course, in the gospel of John, chapter chapter 8, verse 12. Jesus, uh, Jesus said that I'm the right of the word. When Jesus spoke again, he said, I am the right of the word. So Jesus is telling us to walk. He was telling these people to walk with him while they were still, while we were still around, to walk with him, to walk in him. But of course, they continued with their reasoning. What do you mean? What, what? So Jesus is the right of the word. So do we have right? Do we have right in us? Is there some elements? Is there some elements where you are, you are working with, where you are, you, are, you are roommate or whatever can say? I think this person is a believer. Jesus is, is, is telling us that he is the right of the word. How walking working with him. Can there be a difference? I remember one time we were, we were working some time back so one of my one of my colleagues were planning to steal some of the things we are using, and so as, as they were in, in in the in the talk like we can because we may not you may not use all of the things. Let's, let's, let's save some of the things. Then one when one made a, a comment, he was like we would have done it. But uh, we have our our we have these ones who are calling themselves believers. And by then actually I was not even serious in salvation. But the fact is I would go to church, I would leave them at would uh, go to church, I would uh, attend some, some fellowships, but I was not serious. So when I heard that statement, it, it helped me to remain to, to remain firm, to know that hey, my presence, my presence is felt, my presence is felt Some. Some people cannot do these, these shrewd things because of my presence. So it helped me to remain firm in salvation. So at times we might be we are despising ourselves. Like you see me a little, whatever, but let me tell us, once you have this right in your life, your presence is felt. There are some talks they will not bring when you are around. There are some drinks they will not bring when you are around. So once you find that your presence is felt that way, you know that you you are walking with Christ. But you have these people you are uh, whereby, even when you are around, they bring all sorts of things. They do. They talk all sorts of things. Before you realize you are you have joined them, and they say, "You see, this one is also a believer." If this one is a believer, I'm also a believer. So, we must walk in this right of Jesus. Don't walk with the Lord in the right of this word. What a glory sheds on our way. It is It there is it is such a joy when we are walking with, uh, with Jesus. Verse 36, God has given you a gift of right. Please, walk. Don't walk as if there is no right in you. The gift of salvation is something we cannot we cannot underwrite. Therefore, we must walk. We must walk as people of right. Our work must be reflected in our dress code. Our dress code. How do we dress? Romans chapter 12 tells us. Romans chapter 12. Uh Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Uh, it tells us, Paul says, verse 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, so acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service, and do not be conformed to the patterns of this world. So when we go to the market to buy clothes, what do we pick? What do we buy? Find, you are there, then someone is, I remember one time I I was down trying to get what put on down this guy pulled a, a, a gene with uh with the damages like my brother this one is on i looked at him i just kept quiet and he kept on i told him please can you stop that i know what i've come for so our our right should be reflected in our eating patterns some of us we have a atten- tendency of eat whatever comes c- comes comes c- comes your way. I remember this believer, this uh, missionary. Uh, way back, I think I was in senior two or senior three. He came in the he came for the mission at in the village, and so this guy, I think, when he reached in the, you no, know, it was a season of November. This November, you know, that season at times uh, in uh, up country, this this season for the of certain of certain foods, especially. Some food. So when he reached, I think he saw he thought of eating everything that was presented to him. Before he realized the guy was was at was not at ease, would would produce this dangerous gas. whenever He would breathe out, he would feel everyone is is running away. So when he finished this session, it was in the evening. The guy even when he felt he was was out of the press and he ended up going back home. So As believers, how is our eating patterns like? Do we eat everything that comes our way? So as we are doing so, as we are being selective, that is right, showing right. Yes, the words we speak, especially when we are with our juniors, both at home, church and work, when you want to know that you are a believer, because at times when you are, with the with the seniors oh you are seniors oh, people are the same are the same level they may not understand that this guy is still having some holes you know at times you will hear you will hear people praising someone it's, it's this guy is fine speaking whatever but when huh, i look at him because he has when whenever he's with man maybe another person is because once a mere looking at it begins to think that this is now a junior believer, it's now it's now a young, it's now a young person. Then you hear the words, barking, bringing out, just under rating. You just look at this person, and then as people are praising him, my heart is like, oh, wait a minute, I know, I know how this person conducts himself. So, how do we conduct ourselves with our juniors? reach there and everyone, you shut him down or you shut the, that particular person because he's not a believer. Or because he's younger than you. Some people even at home, they're more of our, of our brothers, they're more slaves than our brothers. When you reach there, you sit, then you begin, bring for me this, bring for me this, bring, you make someone a, a slave in your house. When you not to send, there are some things you can just walk and pick. From the fridge or from the from the kitchen, but so how do we conduct ourselves? Don't be a believer, and then you begin to to quote scriptures, which are not written in the book or in the Bible. See, even God helps those who help themselves. Can't work like that. We must walk a life of repentance. Of course, when you have realized that you have sinned against uh, against God or what you have said is. Has not pleased the people around you, what can you do? Go through go to God before repentance. Sorry, go go to God in repentance. Go to Jesus. Ask God to forgive you. Don't again begin to, to stick what you have done. Of course, according to Matthew chapter 4, verse 17, failure to repent, know that darkness has overtaken you. So As children of God, we must, we must embrace a life of, uh, we must embrace repentance. And identification of repentance is much helpful than just a general one. We must walk a life of forgiveness. What comes out of of your mind when someone has just wronged you? According to Matthew chapter 5, verse 23, 25, Jesus Uh, the the scripture tells us that murder begins from the heart so even when you are angry with someone for nothing, know that you you have murdered him when you cannot do what you can to that particular person, know that you have murdered, you may say I have never killed a person but you are angry with with your workmate, you are angry you are angry at uh, this guy who works in your office You, you are angry, you are angry at your boss that day one, the year has ended, you have never forgiven him know that wherever you see him and you remember of that thing he did for you know that you are murdering him every day, so we must walk away life of forgiveness many ministers of the word leave wounded people at home you leave wounded family members at home and then you come because they have called you to, 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 to preach at church at all saints Maybe it's a midweek, or it's another service. You think that by you coming and mentioning those words in the scripture is helpful. It's not. What did Jesus say? He said, when you when you are coming to offer sacrifice, and then you remember that you have something against your brother. According to Jesus, he's not interested in the sacrifice you have brought. leave it there. First leave it there. Go and re- put reconcile with your brother, come back and offer sacrifice. And what is the sacrifice? They it can be the work you do, the, the, the work we do every day. It can be the ministry they have called you to do. But remember you have left something at home. You have you have left someone wounded at home. And then you come to you come you have you have come to repent. It cannot happen. It cannot happen. Remember those days I used to disturb I was in, in when I when I was growing up. Somehow I was stubborn, so mom would beat you terribly. But this time, she has been she has been given a chance to preach at church before before I even hear her asking you for forgiveness. She's like, "Whenever I wronged you, please forgive me." And then, of course, you have nothing to do than to forgive. Because when someone has asked for forgiveness, what else can you do? Just for you could you could just forgive. And then when she's at the when she's at, at the pulpit, of course, you see that she should be preaching a message of what the, the the message of hope. So God commands us to forgive our debtors, all those who wronged us, all those who have wronged. We might be the one in, in wrong, we might be the other part in wrong. Don't for, don't wait as a believer; should not wait for that person to come and and ask for forgiveness. No. As believers we should be the right of the word Jesus yesterday our brother Gilbert was talking about the seat on the hill know that once you are a believer know that you are a seat on the hill so and what do sit on the what does a sit on the hill do of course it provides right so we must we must be the people we must we must be believers who who are quick to forgive than to retain in our hearts. Before things going bad between you and your brother or your sister or your workmate or neighbor, say matters. Be at peace with one another. Be at peace with one another. Are there moments whereby the Holy Spirit has prompted you to forgive and then you have not forgiven? Are there moments whereby the Holy Spirit has prompted you to, to walk to walk up in the middle in the middle of the night and pray, and then you have not done so. God is asking us to walk before before right overtakes us. So um, there are some biblical examples of those who walked or who, who did not walk, and then eventually right, uh, darkness overtook them. Let's take uh, a look at uh, This man. As in Second Samuel chapter, Second Samuel chapter, chapter thirteen, verse from verse one up to twenty one. So one of the examples of someone who did not walk away, and then darkness overtook him. Ha, uh, Amnon, a man who did not walk away. So are there moments in your life where you have not walked away? And, f- and before you arise, you are, you are regretting. I wish I knew. I wish I knew. I wish I knew. Okay. Uh, of course, I'm not going to read the whole scripture. But for the case, let me re- re- uh, read up to verse. Let me read some scriptures. I'm going to use some few minutes. Second Samuel chapter, th- chapter 13, verse 1 says, the story of Amnon and Tamar. After this, Absalom, the son of David, had a lovely sister, whose name was Tamar, and Amnon, the son of David, loved her. Amnon was so distressed over over his sister's over his sister Tamar that he became sick, for she was a virgin, and it was improper for Amnon to do anything to her. But Amnon had a friend, whose name was Jonadab, the son of Shimea. David's brother. Now Jonadab was a very crafty man and he said to, he, to him, Why are you, why are, why are you, the king's son, becoming thinner day after day? Will you not tell me? Amnon said to him, I love Tamar, my sister Abro- Absalom's sister. I love Tama, my brother Absalom's sister. So Jonadab said to him, die down on your bed and pretend to be, to be ill and when you when your father comes to see you say to him please let my sister Tama come and give me food and prepare the food in my sight that I may see that I may see and eat it from her hand. Then Amnon laid down and pretended to be ill and when the king came to see him Amnon said to the king, please let Tamma, my sister, come and make a couple of cakes for me in my sight that I may eat from, from her hand. And of course, the following scripture David sent, he did the he did what he was told. So, what are the reasons we pick from from this story? From a man who did not walk away from darkness and it and would not walk away, and darkness overtook him. What are this? What are some of the reasons? One of the reasons from from not walking away is that darkness causes you to be sick. You see, Amnon was sick. He felt sick when he. It, it was not it was not a, a clinical sickness. When he looked at when he looked at his sister, instead of looking when he looked at his sister, he just looked. He he just looked. He just saw a what just saw a, a sex object and the scripture tells us that I'm non-fair sick so darkness causes you to be sick when you realize that there is that, that, when you see something the, your first eye recognize that this is the, a good thing and then you have not asked yourself why you end up falling sick the scripture tells us that I'm non-fair sick so that is that is one of the Things of not that is one of the problems of not walking away. Darkness causes you to be sick. Another point is that it also causes you to be deeply distressed. You see, when his when this when his friend saw him, he looked at a distressed man. He was like, Why are you why are you depressed? The guy was depressed. So darkness causes you to be depressed or be di- to, to, to be in distress or to be distressed be distressed. When you have not forgiven, anytime you are you look at someone and then you are like, if I killed this guy, when you have not when you have not when you have not repented, you look at this sister in the fellowship or in, in your family, in your home. You have seen cases of incest increasing. Music increasing in our fa- in families. That is the problem of not walking away. You look at your sister and, and before you arise, you are looking at a sex ob- object. That is a major problem of not walking away. This guy was so, so depressed. Okay, uh, it denies you an opportunity of having friends of value. You see, the scripture tells us that Amnon had a friend called Jonadab, a crafty man. You see, darkness causes you to, to have friends who have not value. Is, instead of advising you good things, they just advise. The, the, the advice they, they give is just air. Jonadab came and asked this guy, "Why are you depressed? Why are you distraught? Why are you why are you why are you like this wickedness? We have a, we have a an example of a friend, a friend who helped, who helped his friend, that is Jonathan and David. When David killed Uriah, and then God spoke to Jonathan, he was like, tell David, my servant, to repent of what he has done. And then we see when Jonathan came, he started it as a story. And before you realize, David was caught. And then what did David do? He repented. So which kind of a friend do we have? Which kind of friends do we have in our circles? And which kind of advice are they giving us? Which kind of advice are they giving us? Jonadab advised this guy. Do we have Jonadabs in your life? Like, someone finds you at work, he's like, why are you distressed? I was like, you see, now the time has started. School fees, what rent, what? Then he begin. To, then he begins. What do you do? What? Where, where do you? Which kind? How do you handle this? Like, I don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. There is free money here. You can just fake these projects, and at the end of the day, you get money. So, which kind of friends do we have? Of course, darkness denies us from having real friends. Okay, it also causes us to look at, uh, darkness, uh, causes us to, to, look at our friend, our, 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 our sisters as wives. Trust free. The scripture tells us not to look at, the, the scripture tells us in the book of Job, Job made a covenant with, with his eyes, not to look at a girl with lustful eyes. So when you are in darkness, it, uh, you look at you look at girls even when you are married even when you even look at your own children as like you are like ah, this children this girl is beautiful you see this girl is beautiful you see this quote I'm mentioning all sorts of weird words and then she's passing you are, your heart is dying you are, what is it also darkness causes you to grow thinner the yes, scripture tells us this guy came and asked to amnesty Said, why are you growing thinner? Because Amnon was in darkness. It made him to grow thinner. Even when he was a even when he was even when he was a big person, because he was a son of the king, but because of that darkness, thin his his body grew thin. In that situations in your life. That are making your body to grow thin, thinner. What are those situations? What are those situations that are figuring your bo- disfiguring your body? You eat every day, you are not fasting, you are not, but every day your body fades begins, it continues to feed out to, it, it fades away. It also reduces you. Darkness reduces you. Because this is the son of the king, and you know when you are the son of the, when 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 you are the son of the king, it means that all girls, excluding your sisters in the palace, can excluding your sisters in the palace, you can pick a girl. I believe if David, if this guy told him that I want to marry someone daughter, I believe because David was a rich was a rich man, say so my 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 son go on are foot in the bills, our foot in the the, the 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 requirements but you see even when he came instead of instead of looking at other girls, he looked at his own sister okay um another script, uh, another point is that darkness blinds mighty men when david came he was blinded for it. sorry he was he was he was blinded by the by the statement of this guy he said, tell my sister to prepare food. I don't know, maybe it was a custom for sisters. You know, there are some courage, there are some cultures. I think because of civilizations, there are some things which have changed which have changed. But somehow, somehow in the community, they are still there. Uh uh be the, to be the one preparing food. Of course, when we are growing up, uh, when we are growing up, we knew that it would be girls to peer matoke. But along the way, mom would encourage us, she, would, she was like, You don't know. I don't know where life will take you. Uh c- can you run these things? Of course, later on we realize that they helped us, they helped us to to, to 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 go through some 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 hardships in our lives. So darkness blinds my mighty might men. When David came and he found his son sick. He did not even uh, he did not even realize that this guy is, is, is sick because of because of uh, because of, of incest because of of rust and then rust but not least. Rust. rust but not rest is that darkness kills after Amnon uh, ra- uh, raping his sister Absalom uh, felt un- angry. And later on, when you continue reading that uh, chapter 13, the following scriptures you'll see you will see that Amnon was killed by Absalom. So darkness kills. So my friends, my brothers and sisters, Jesus is in, is telling us to live, to walk away before I, before darkness overtakes us. Of course, there are some there are some examples of those who walked away. <coughs> And right, uh, darkness did not over, did not overtake them. There are many. We have Joseph, we have Esther and other, and other examples. So as we go through this journey of salvation, as we go through this journey of life, every day you go to work, maybe you see money that is not yours and your heart is like, think it's good to pick this money. The scripture is telling us to walk before darkness overtakes us. Which, what is that? which area have have darkness caught you which areas you have you been caught up by this thing which area have you been overtaken by darkness may the Lord help you to go through this area is it financial is it script, is it financial is it is it, is it is it is it a relationship is it what God is telling us to to walk away before darkness overtakes us let's pray our God and our Father, we give you glory. We worship you, Lord, for this for this morning. Lord, you have you have allowed me to share these words. I mean I might not be a good speaker, but I call upon you, King of Kings, that Lord, the words that I have shared with my brothers and sisters who are on call, that Lord, you will continue to teach them, each person in the way that you want, in the way that you that you desire everyone to, to get. The information that you that you want them to pick, oh Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. For so long, darkness. We've been found ourselves overtaken by darkness. In the words we speak, through bitterness, through anger, through the rest, through the the, the, the rest of the eyes, through the the the, the things we've been touching, what the things we've been we've been doing, oh Lord. This morning we ask for forgiveness oh God. Where? Where we did not walk away and darkness overtook us, we ask for forgiveness. Now, oh God, this morning, we ask that, Lord, as we, now that we have had this, the, this, uh, these words, which uh, these words, oh God, we ask that, Lord, you give us the grace to walk away, to walk away, King of Kings. If someone angers, or if you sense something that is cooking up, uh, that is cooking up, uh, uh, quarrel and other things, oh God, and other temptations, that, Lord, you give us the grace to walk away. In the name of Jesus, O Lord. Father, be glorified and be magnified. In Jesus' name we have prayed and believe. Prayed and believe. Amen. Amen. Back to Aunt Jory.
0: Amen and amen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Amon, for the words of encouragement. I'm sure everybody listened that you know we should that we should fix our eyes on Jesus as we walk. And fixing our eyes on Jesus as we walk, there will be that spiritual light that will not let us stumble. And we should not walk. We should walk very well before darkness overtakes us. That we should keep discipline as we walk and let us walk in the light in every aspect. In every aspect, let us walk in light and also let us not conform to the standards of this world. Once we conform to the standards of this world, then we end up stumbling and walking in darkness.